Oren B. Andy G. How's it going, mate? All good, mate. All good. Another two weeks has rolled around. Um, in fact, for us, it's been slightly longer than two weeks, hasn't it? I, I appreciate you uh, uh, letting us record a little bit later in the week. In fact, I've only got tonight to edit this episode, and then it's on air in the morning. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, mate. No, it's all good. It's all yeah. good. I had a bloody busy week too, so crazy week. It's just the way the shifts have fallen, eh? So, you know, here we are anyway. So, yeah, you've been uh, cavorting around the North Island again. Yep. All over the bloody place. But long weekend though, mate. Need, need it though. Eh? It's been been a couple of long weeks. So I hope you had a great birthday. You've just turned forty three. I did last week. Uh, not not Wednesday. Just gone the one before. Yeah, forty three, mate. It's I, just made me go. Oh my god! Where did the years go? I, got I feel like I'm feel, feel like I'm getting old. <clears throat> not quite yet, mate. Not quite yet. Because I'm so close yeah. to you age wise. You're not quite old yet. Because I'd no. be insulting myself. Um, yeah, <laughs> but no, I'm nah, sorry. I've got mates that are in their fifties, and they say, "Oh, I still don't feel old." <laughs> that's good. That's that's looking so that's promising, good. promising for us anyway. But yeah, I, I I left it quite late in the day to say happy birthday to you. I guess you were celebrating because I didn't hear back from you. Uh, yeah, we were actually. We um, <clears throat> the missus had um, surprised me with some tickets to Cirque du Soleil in Auckland. Oh, nice. So we went up and, uh, yeah, we had an evening out. The kids went and stayed the night at some friends' places and we had an evening out up in Auckland and had dinner and then we went and saw Cirque du Soleil and, yeah, it's great. I heard good reviews from friends of mine down here too. They went to see it locally and um, one of my colleagues at the Fire Brigade actually goes to every Cirque du Soleil that ever comes this way and he just was raving about it. Yeah, it was good. We we, we saw one quite a few years, like long time, probably 15 years ago. It was called Draleon. Mm. Which was an, which was another one they brought out, and and I think the Dralay on one was better. I guess at the end of the day, there's only so much you can do on ice. Yeah. No. So. Yeah. It, but it was cool. It was still bloody good. You know. Like, Amazing what they can do. Yeah, yeah. Like doing flips and jumps, and there was a speed juggler guy on there. It was like freaking juggling flat out, man. It was pretty impressive. It had like nine balls going at once. <laughs> which which sort of makes it all the more impressive when you sort of look at someone like me who jumps on the ice and I'm a, I'm a, I'm a side holder for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's my special trick. <laughs> yeah, actually, I, we went ice skating um, about a year ago. Yeah. We went up to Auckland to Paradise Ice Skating and I jumped on the ice and within about five minutes, man, I was gone. I was mm. just a... <laughs> I, I, I've been a few times before and I kind of all sort of clicked back in and I remembered how to do it and I was off. <laughs> yeah, same, eh? But it, it does take a little while just to get your balance right and, and then yeah, it's all yeah. good, yeah. As usual, and if our listeners have listened to previous episodes, I've always said that I'm always late to these recordings because my toddler sleeps in our room. That's where I record. Um, I texted you tonight to say, usual story. Toddlers trying yep. to go to sleep. I texted that to my <laughs> wife by mistake. Oh, and, did you? Uh, yeah. And I was like, well, normally <laughs> I, normally Oren would reply to me when I send him that. And I looked back and it's like, ah, fuck, send it to my wife. Um, incidentally, <laughs> when, the, when the text came through, she had her phone in the room and it woke up the kid when the kid was just dropping off. Uh, so, that's, <laughs> so that's my fault. I completely undid what she was trying to do. Uh, but anyway, here we are. We're good to go. I'm glad you text, though. Because honestly, mate, I was lying on the bed half asleep watching YouTube on my phone and I'd forgotten about the thing and you text and I was like, shit, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we better crack on then, mate, so you can get back to watching your YouTube because I'll be honest with you, mate, there's nothing better than just having some chill time. Yeah, mate, watching watching YouTube on the bed. Yeah, exactly. I I like watching some crap too. I was watching, I've been watching a bit of stuff on like – Spooky things caught on camera and like conspiracies and bloody what else? Some yeah, just w- like weird things that like weird discoveries on the planet and that sort of thing. It's actually quite good. Eh? It's some pretty cool stuff on there. Half of it's probably bullshit, but yeah, you know that just bolsters how fucking how much shit we have in common with each other because I love that stuff too. But I gotta, yeah, I'll, I'll recommend a couple of other things to you. Do you know what I quite enjoy doing? Is Watching criminals get sent down in court, I quite enjoy watching. You know, people <laughs> being sent down yeah. for life. You know, and they're all. Yeah, I've seen that too. I saw a couple of those. They're good, eh? Yeah, and the other one, there's a channel that I really harsh. enjoy called uh, Scammer Payback, <laughs> oh, yeah. and it's a guy who is just solely dedicated 
to hacking scammers and getting into their computers and finding out who oh, they yeah. are and yeah, yeah it's it's incredible so scammer payback if you want if you want some entertainment and actually some uh gratification check yeah. that channel out it's bloody good have you seen have you seen that other guy that gets scammers by setting up fake packages and cars and all that sort of thing oh, they break the, in and pinch them i oh, i've seen one where a guy sets up a glitter machine it's like a glitter bomb or a fart, like a stink bomb and yeah. that sort of thing, eh? and they go <laughs> off in the car. And... <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> those like are good, a, those ones. But like the machine that he makes, because I think he was an aero, was he an aeronautics engineer or something like that? Yeah, I think it might be the same guy. And he basically sets this thing up with a series of cell phones on each side of it so he can actually record footage. Yeah, 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 that's the guy. That's the one. Brilliant, yeah. brilliant stuff, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's freaking funny. Such a fucking, <laughs> it's just such a rabbit hole, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You spend hours on there, eh, just looking at all. And you go, I'll get off after this video, and then another one pops up. Like, oh, that looks quite interesting. I'll, I'll just watch this one. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? Is, um had me encapsulated recently on YouTube, and the YouTube algorithms have now picked up on the stuff that I've watched and is recommending more stuff. As since the Ocean Gate sub imploded on the way to the Titanic, you know, which was probably yeah. almost a month ago now, I think, I just. Seem and I'm just infatuated with Titanic stuff now. Yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Like I am, I've got sub mechanophobia, so I'm just like, I'm, if I can't see what's in the water below me, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm afraid of it, and it's a weird thing. Yeah. And um, I don't know what. So it's only a minimal amount of a fear. I know. <laughs> so, like, anything around sunken ships just scares the fucking shit out of me, and I will not go into a body of water with a sunken vessel in it. I just can't bring myself I, to do I it. I went diving on a wreck in Fiji. It was yeah. freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I couldn't. Inside the hull. I went in the hull, swam around inside the boat. I just couldn't do it. But watching it on YouTube is fine. I'm just intrigued yeah. by it. But I guess maybe it's something, it's a fear I need to face, I suppose, and then I'll be sweet as once I've done it, I suppose. But, yeah, sunken ships. Oh, just... ever, ever since that tragedy with that little sub thing going down the Titanic, I found out something, a stat that they had on there the other day that I thought was freaking amazing. They said the people on that sub would not have even felt pain or anything they wouldn't have even recognized because they said the nerve endings in your body fire the electrical signals to your brain at like 472 kilometers an hour wow. that's the speed they travel at Shit. and they reckon that sub would have imploded at 4,000 something like 4,700 kilometers an hour the speed at which it would have crushed the hull because as soon as it you know the the, the depth they were at the speed that it would move and they actually had a video on there of this, this test they did on a, like a big solid steel dome mm. and they they put it in a chamber and pressurized the water in there to the depth of so whatever the depth was and it just fucking instantly just disintegrated eh? oh, it's wow. incredible i'll have to have a look for that one because I heard that the water, or rather the air inside the sub at the time, would have heated up to the the, the temperature of the surface of the sun. And for a split second. Yeah, but because yeah. because you know O two is compressible, it mm. would have just been crushed into nothing, and yeah. at, at that depth, and they wouldn't have known what the fuck was going to happen. Scary though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Fuck that. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to go down there. <laughs> Not that deep. No. But I found this intriguing video, which had been done about six months before the sub imploded. And I was just watching it because it was part of this suggested video shit that my YouTube algorithm has given me. And it was this news reporter who was going on that submarine to go down to the Titanic. He was he was interviewing the CEO of Ocean Gate, who was the guy that piloted the thing down to yeah. the Titanic. And, you know, and it had all this stuff on it about how he's cut corners and how he's, you know, he's bought shit from local camping stores to light the thing <laughs> I up. Saw that. And like, yeah. and this thing had come out. Nobody thought any, you know, there were none the wiser that the submarine was going to implode six months later. But I was just watching it going, fuck, if only they knew. But what, like when he goes, oh, yeah, I brought this from the lighting depot down the road yeah. and I got a PlayStation controller to drive it. Yeah. I'd be like, I ain't getting on that fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're at the, I was at the warehouse recently with my wife and kids and we went through the warehouse stationery section because warehouse stationery now seems to be inside the warehouse and uh, we were walking through the computer section because we were looking for a tablet for my toddler and uh, walking past the, um, the, all the computer con- all the, like, the console controllers that you can buy and I said to my yeah. wife, oh look, there's some submarine controllers there and she says, you 
Too soon? Fucking rude. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's get into it. Two, three, four, five. (laughs) Down the tools and up the mic. A trendy guy, a radio guy. Two best mates chatting on the fly. We're musos, we're dads, we're completely the same. We'll yarn about anything, it's all fair game. One hits nails. And one nails hits We'll review good beers And just shoot the sh** We're R&B And Andy G And this is Tradio Tradio Alright, it is episode 48 Flying by, mate Flying by, and I do remember in the last episode I said we'd say hello to all the countries that are listening to the uh, the podcast and uh, I've got to say, mate, the uh, the podcast is spreading around the world. And as, as we've made pretty clear in the past, it's all very organic. We don't really advertise it. We just come on here, we have a yarn, we put it out there and just hope for the best. And it just seems Talks to be crap. organically. Yeah, well, that's it, talk some crap. And it seems to be organically making its way around the world and people are listening to it which is great i mean it's on holiday mate it's traveling it's traveling <laughs> it is traveling but it just you know I'm, I'm looking at a world map right now and the countries that listen are all highlighted in different colors and then the countries yeah. that don't listen um are just grayed out um there's a lot more countries grayed out than countries that are colored i'll be honest with you there but that's all right yeah exactly we can live with that. Well, yeah exactly we're not quite joe rogan level yet but um <laughs> <laughs> but it's just i don't know it blows my mind to see how i could be recording in my wardrobe and you're in your spare room in your garage and all these places around the world some places i've never visited actually listen to us yarning about crap Mm. But I en- <laughs> but I enjoy those yarns, and I think the stories we tell are good fun, and, and, and someone's enjoying it out there. So anyway, let's yeah, say man. hello to some of the countries that are listening. I'll go from the country that, uh, <laughs> for use of a better word, listens the least. Um, yeah, we've got Romania. Hello, Romania. Hi, Romania. Mexico. Was that hola, hola, hola? Is it hello? Or is that cool? Yeah, I think Mexico is Spanish, isn't it? Hola. Yeah. Uh, Italy? Yeah, no, I'm not that good. Germany? Uh, is it good and tag? Colombia. Colombia. And we had been talking about Colombia in a previous episode as well, and we do have listeners in Colombia. Uh, listeners in Switzerland. Switzerland has many dialects, though. You've got Swiss German, Swiss French, uh, Swiss Italian, and I think there is one more. Um, Argentina? I'm, I'm, go- I'm Googling it as we're going, mate. Okay, cool. Oh, they say hola as well. Oh, easy. Russia. Privet, that's right. Oh, Privet. Privet. Privet, Russia. Uh, This one here, I know how to say good morning in this dialect. Top of the morning to you. (laughs) (laughs) Hope you're having a good day. Ireland. Ireland. One of my favourite countries in the world. Um, United Arab Emirates. Alan wa Salan. Oh, brilliant. There you go. There you go. Something like that. Uh, this one Apologies here. to the people who are listening if I uh, haven't uh, pronounced these things correctly. Yeah, but it's the effort we're making, Oren. This one here has yep. popped up a few times. Spain. Hola. Yeah. <laughs> How about this yeah, one? that'll be that. Canada. Canada. <laughs> <laughs> Maple syrup and hockey pucks. <laughs> yeah. No, love Canada oh, too. Great country Canada. being there and it was freaking awesome. Great people. Hey, buddy. The, uh, the bus driver got me a good one when we were in Canada. We are going out to uh, to Banff and the Rockies, and we're driving along the road, and, and on the side of the road there was like a big moose or cow, like a caribou or a moose standing on the side of the road. And I went, I went holy moly, look at that thing. And I was talking to the bus driver, and I said, is that wild? And he goes, no, nah, man, they, they round them up at the end of each day and they put them away in their stables there. And I was like, really? And he goes, no, nah, man, I'm just pulling your leg. <laughs> Oh, that's a good one, mate. That's awesome. <laughs> Get on him. Uh, this one here, I'm sure you can guess. G'day, Kilba. G'day, mate. G'day, Kilba. Uh, so, yes, Australia. Uh, hello as well to... Uh... Oi, you fucking looking at me? <laughs> Your heritage, mate, isn't it? In it, yeah, in it. Yeah, g'day, bruv. Who the fuck you looking at then? G'day, bruv, in it. Yeah. I lived there for two years, mate. Great place. Oh, yeah. It is a good place. It's the chavs. 
<laughs> Great place. Yeah, spent uh, 10 years there, probably eight years too long. Uh, I was there for about a fifth of the time you were. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, mate? I mean, like, when were you there? What years were you there? Oh, I lived there 2005 and 2006. Right. Okay, well, I was back in New Zealand in 2000, so we wouldn't have walked past each other at any point over there. No. Um, right, the country that listens to us the second most. Can you guess? I'm going to make you guess this one. Is it America? Mm. No? It is. It is? It is. United States of America. But all America, eh? How's it all going in America, people? Email Seems us and let us know. Tradiochat at gmail.com. Yeah, they're, they're the second most listened to uh, country in this country, in this in this podcast. Um, how, they say it over the, how they say hello there? Isn't it like, how y'all doing? Howdy. How y'all? Yeah. Hey, y'all. Yep. And the top. Is Nizond. it New Zealand? New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> Fosh and chops from New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so New Zealand is the uh, country that listens to us the most, which doesn't surprise me, being as we're in that very country right now. That actually cracks me up, the what I just said, though, because when we lived in the UK for two years, we got used to hearing that accent, and we came home for a, for a birthday party and a wedding, so home for a couple of weeks, and no joke, man, when we got home, I was watching the news, and I was cracking up laughing because I could hear the Kiwi accent. It was the first time <laughs> in my life I'd ever actually heard it. Yeah. But I was like, I oh, now I can understand what the rest of the world's going on about. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like having lived in the UK for ten years, I spent a short time in Wales and a short time in England, and I change accents very quickly. And I don't, I don't ever remember listening back to the Kiwi accent and thinking it sounded strange. To be honest, so I, I can't remember what it would sound like to to be listening to a New Zealand accent outside of the New Zealand accent. Yeah, you know, some say that I still have a tinge of British in me sometimes, but yeah. Shoulder shrug. Yeah, we were probably away for three years from the New Zealand accent, really, because we lived in Aussie for a year, even though there's a lot of Kiwis over there. Mm. <laughs> and then we went from Aussie to the UK for two years. So. But, yeah, fantastic to see all those countries lighting up my map here. Um, I just want to say to uh, Namibia, the Democratic Republic of Congo, Sudan, Brazil, China, Kazakhstan, Indonesia, where the fuck are you? <laughs> Where the fuck are you? Might be like the Aussies, eh? Where the bloody hell are you? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I was out driving uh, recently with the wife and kids. We decided to go to Kmart to do a bit of a shopping spree and uh, ended up buying myself a really, really nice pair of new headphones from the local Noel Leeming at this mall. The point is, uh, on our way there... We stopped at the traffic lights at a major intersection and across us who had a green light were three adults and a child on their bikes and they looked like they're having a great little family outing. Anyway, I was just watching, I said to my wife, I said, do you realise that those three adults there and the child was probably eight or nine, the three adults on the bikes at the front had helmets on and the child didn't? Yeah. I said to her, do you realise that child has no helmet, but those three fucking grown-ass adults do? (laughs) Is is that a form of child abuse, not giving your child a fucking helmet when you're wearing one? I I felt a bit shit about that. Probably got a more fragile head than they do. Yeah, and especially as the kid was at the back and none of them seemed to be watching what the kid was doing. Your noggins are fragile. Absolutely. Sure. Well, I mean, you would know that having had your motorbike crash <laughs> last year. Having had direct contact with a tree. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, it was yeah. a helmet that I suppose ultimately saved you, didn't it, in that respect? Yeah, shit, yeah. You know. so how, how is the family, mate? The family all is good. good, yeah, they're all good. Um, the oldest kid, now that she's 13, really is acting like a teenager. Um, <laughs> she's not disrespectful to us at all, but... When we ask her to do some reading, you know, you, but, uh, we don't want them on their fucking devices all the time, and we've got this thing they've got to read at night because now's the time to really work on their comprehension and their skill, their language yep. skills. And you get the old, <laughs> I don't want you. Yeah. The middle kid, she's sassy, as she always has been, very serious about things that you shouldn't really get too serious about. You know how it is. Still trying to figure yeah. out the world. 
And the toddler, well, she's in charge. Um, yeah. You know. So, yeah, but otherwise they're all good, mate, you know. And yeah. Wifey's fine, I'm good, you know. Yeah, so uh, we're, we're sort of over this, uh, this sort of coughing thing that sort of went around the house for a while, so... Uh, that's what's in our house now. That's why I'm out in the shed. Because well, <laughs> your daughter had chicken pox recently, eh? Yeah, she got over that and then she got a real nasty cold. And uh, she's just sort of just got to the end of that. And then my wife woke up yesterday morning with a bit of a sore throat and, and a few aches and pains. And now she's full blown <laughs> inside Lovely. dying. So, and uh, that other child's getting over it. And then my young fellow, Blake, he's. Uh, he woke up this morning with a bit of a sore neck and then it got worse and worse and then he started having muscle spasms in his neck today. So he's, oh. he's had a Panadol and Miran sat there and massaged his neck for a while and I had a bit of a rub of his neck trying to get it to loosen up, but he's been in bloody agony all day with a crook neck. <laughs> so I don't know what he's done. Bit of school holiday fun for everyone? Yeah, it's just our household's just turning into a bloody, you know, a fun house at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like the weather's good enough to be uh, spending all your time outside either. No, it's a bit difficult. You sort of, I, did, I try and get out and you know do what I can. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I've been lucky. I've been away at work most of the time, so everyone else has been home on holidays. Yeah, we went down. We went down to Rotorua last weekend. So well, you did your mountain biking trip, eh? <laughs> didn't get any mountain biking in. It was pissing down the whole time we were down there. Wow, bugger! What'd you do then? So on the Saturday morning when we got up, because we got down there Friday night and it was a bit drizzling in there, so we just went out for tea and then went back to the hotel. Got up Saturday morning and it stopped raining, so we went and did the treetop walk. Oh, yeah, it's expensive as fuck, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was about 100 and something bucks for the four of us to go and do it, so oh, that was all right, killed, a, killed an hour or so. Yeah. Um, then we went uh, 10, went and had some lunch, and then we went 10 pin bowling, and then we were going to, we were supposed to go to the luge that afternoon and do that, but mm. it started to piss down, and then it just hammered down. And yeah, so did we you... gave that a miss. Next morning we were going to go and do it, but it was still raining, so. Did you go to uh, Motion Entertainment for your bowling? Yes, we did. Fucking good in there, eh? Make sure you take a bit of cash. Yeah, yeah. We just did the bowling and then got the hell out of it. Otherwise, <laughs> we're going to cost too much money. Yeah, yeah. But no, we um, we went and did the 3D painting maze thing there, or the 3D art gallery. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I can't It's say. just across the road from the um, luge in there. It's in the old Agrodome building. Oh, is that what they've done with it now? Yeah, they've turned it into like this three D three D art thing. It's it's actually quite good. Like it's it's art like painted into corners of walls, and it's all done in three D. So when you look oh. at it at the right angle, it actually looks three D. It's quite so cool. Is that utilizing the building that looks like a barn? Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what? As a kid, I used to go there and watch farm shows. Yeah, and, same. Um, I saw a farm show there. I remember they when they they bring all these various sheep out, all the different types of sheep, your Romneys, your whatever, and they put them on the stage at different levels with their labels, and then they bring out a cow, and they hold a shovel behind the cow, and on cue the cow shits on the shovel. It's the most. <laughs> it was perfect. Yeah. One of the standouts yeah. of the show in there, but uh, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think I remember it. They saying that it was going to shut down. It was a bit of a sad thing, really, because that was one of the big attractions in Rotorua. But at least they're using something, yeah. using it. It uh, moved, eh? It's it's open again, but it moved. It's up the road further now and down in, in a new spot. Uh. So, yeah. oh, very good. No, you know, yeah. Oh, so it was yeah. an interesting weekend. We didn't really get that much done. It was sort of just a weekend away, really. Yeah, but there's enough other shit to do though in Rotorua. That's the uh, the bonus about it. Yeah. We, we filled the weekend in, so it was all right. Oh, bloody good, mate. Do you notice anything different about me tonight? You're as handsome as always, so what, oh, well, what have you done? Look, for the first time in years, I don't know if you can see my my, my hoop earring. Have you got an earring in? Yeah, I do. It's hard to, hard to see because my fucking camera's shit. But yeah, no, I've um, reused my piercing for the first time in ages. Was, it, was there always a hole there? In your yeah, yeah, I've always had a piercing, yeah. So what um, you do? Do you have to, like, jam a needle through it to open the uh, hole back up or nah, what? I fucking went straight in, which was good. <laughs> uh, fair to say it was a well-used hole in its time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I thought, fuck it, I've got this piercing, and uh, I was just telling you couple of uh, topics ago that we went to Kmart recently and I saw in there there was like $9.50 for these uh, two little gold hoop earrings and I thought fuck it, why not, let's buy them and uh, reinstate the old earring, so I, I have <laughs> yeah. yeah, 
Is it a midlife crisis thing? I don't know. I mean, I got the piercing done when I was 17, I think. Yeah. You know, back when it I can, was... I hear you, buddy. I hear you, because I'm, uh, I'm almost like in a midlife crisis at the moment, too. <laughs> you get to 43 and you start going, shit, mm. you know? Have I done everything I wanted to do with my life? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. You know, and especially when you're sort of, you're thinking, fuck, do I... Am I in the right position now or am I the right age to start a new career? And then I thought the other day, you know, yeah, I, I kind of am. You know, if I don't want to stay at St John forever, then, you know, I still have 23 years before so, oh, so-called retirement age. Don't worry about that, man. Just do whatever you want. Like, oh, exactly. Excuse me. I, um, I never thought I'd be doing what I'm doing now. And, like, two years ago, I would never have thought I would have been doing what I'm doing. Mm. So... Mind I finally went, sold my machine, did I tell you that? Oh, you, well, you said you were looking to sell your uh, CNC machine. I was machine. going to, and then I sort of thought, oh, I'll advertise it and I'll see what happens. And then, yeah, sure enough, and a guy from an engineering place was quite interested, and he came and look at it. And so, yeah, it's all uh, getting packaged up and sent away soon. So did you make anything on it? By the time I pay some of the GST back on it that I got back from it, and then, then I'll probably probably break even, really. Oh right, maybe make it a little bit. But so, yeah. so when so, you when you sell, because I've I've never really owned my own business that has assets. So when you sell an asset, do you have to repay the GST that you wrote off when you purchased it? Uh, yeah, a percentage of it. Oh. every year a certain amount gets written off mm. over time. So if you you can claim all the GST back on big things pretty much straight away on big purchases like that, certain aspects of them. But then over time, that that GST gets written off. So, um, yeah, so basically I will have to pay a portion of it back, but not all of it. Right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Today in Business with Oren. Yeah. (laughs) No, that's that's actually good to know. I mean, because I do run my own voiceover business, but my only assets really is my control desk and my microphone, Uh, maybe my computer. Yeah, so over time, if it's expensive stuff, you can write the GST and that off on the payment back. Oh, well, that's great that you sold your machine, though, because, I mean, I suppose that sort of puts a few bucks in your account as well, doesn't it, really? It, she can, yeah, and uh, it also just takes that burden away now because it was costing money to have it sitting there. So yeah, I just, um, yeah, just sold it just sold it on, and I'll just do the, my job now and worry about it later. So well, I'm going to go and buy another machine one day if I really want to, but I can't see myself really wanting to do that yeah. again. Well, see, while so, we're talking about random financial injections... You weren't the $33 million winner down there, were you, by any chance? I was. That's exactly it. what I was going to tell you. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> but I've already fucking spent the lot. Yeah. Blowing I'm, it. I'm back at, wor- <laughs> back at work on Sunday. <laughs> I lost it all on a game of blackjack. Can you believe it? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, I fucking wish I was. When I, in my previous job working on my sister-in-law's veggie farm, actually, I used to deliver veggies to that Maryvale Fresh Choice that sold that ticket. Um, oh, yeah. But it's just a bit of random useless information. Uh, talking about, um, yeah, random financial injections. Now, as you know, I work at St. John in the communications centre, and... Over the last while, there's been lots of talks about getting pay rises for all of us because we've yeah. paid pretty shit. Um, yeah. And anyway, so long story short, things are progressing. And we're hoping by the middle of August that we will get this pay rise done once everyone's ratified it. And they believe that the offer is going to be um, good enough for everyone to just ratify it straight away so that it happens. Yeah, but as part of that though, there's going to be back pay dating to last September, Ooh. and that's quite nice. So that's going to be, you know, a couple of bucks in the back pocket, really randomly. And I said to my wife, and I, I updated her on this as soon as I found out this information myself. And I thought, fuck, you know what? We should actually put that cash away for like a holiday at some point. Um, obviously, use a small bit of it just to, you know, clear. I know, clear the credit card and do some other shit with. But I thought, yeah. fuck, you know what? We should talk to Oren and we need to have a chat to some other friends and see if maybe next year we can organise this belated 40th gathering in like Rarotonga or something. You know? I'm keen. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, said I don't him, need convincing. We haven't been on holiday for so long. And we actually brought up the fact that a couple of years ago we were supposed to, well, we hadn't locked it in, but we were supposed to go to Fiji with you guys and that didn't happen because, you know, we just weren't financially in the right place for it. But I thought if we got this random cash injection, let's invest it now and uh, just save it. And yeah, yeah. Just, look at doing, look, just look at fucking going on a holiday, which we haven't done in a long time. It doesn't have to be like a real expensive one. You just go like, just go for a week somewhere, eh? And yeah, it doesn't even chill have to out be, on the beach. Well, that's it. Doesn't even have to be Rarotonga. You know, it could be something like the Gold Coast or yeah, uh, where, where it was where it was cheap at the time, eh? Yeah, I'm King <laughs> Stewart Island. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know the island experience for a fraction of the price. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but I know actually, if I was to go to Stewart Island anyway, I'd be taking my rifle with me and doing some hunting anyway. Shit, yeah. We're going to do that one of these days. They get out for a hunt. Yeah. I want to back and do it a bit more. I heard there's a few kiwis down there. They taste like chicken. <laughs> Hello? Hey, mate. So this is interesting. Zoom has obviously made a change to their service, which means we've still got to wait another six minutes before... Um, I can start a new meeting. <laughs> so I reckon I reckon they've put like a 10-minute stand down because they must be on to the fact that people quit before 40 minutes and then... <laughs> and then go back on. And then go back on. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you give it, give it another... Well, by now, give it another five minutes and uh, we'll crack back in. Okay, sweet. All right, mate, speak soon. Yeah, bye. <laughs> So it's no secret that we use Zoom to do this, and um, it looks like, as we've just found out, because we had to disconnect to restart the free 40-minute catch-up before it actually expires, is that now Zoom has a 10-minute stand-down in between <laughs> videos. So um, I didn't expect that, so I uh, gave you a quick call, obviously, just to say, um, yeah, it's going to be a few more minutes before we can catch up again. Yep. Anyway. It's okay. They must I mean, be losing market share or money or something. I don't know. Yeah, well, you got to wonder, eh? I mean, what does it say? It said something like, uh, sorry, you have three minutes, uh, for example, uh, before you can start a new meeting. But right now, get 50% off to avoid this. And I'm like, no, thanks. I'll just, <laughs> no, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just use the stand down. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so here we are. Uh, the unofficial part two. <laughs> uh, yep. So, you and I are both admitted space geeks. We love everything about space, yep. especially satellites. You know, whenever, whoever's house we were at having a session, we'd always look up into the sky when we had the fire going and see if we could spot satellites flying across us. And yep. I came across this fantastic website recently which maps where all the Starlink satellites are. Now, you know, in the past, we've seen the satellite trains where it's just yeah. lines of satellites making their way through space, which is just phenomenal to watch. Yeah. Um, I remember when we were on your dad's launch in the Mercs. And, yeah, that's right. Uh, that was years ago. We've, talk, we've talked about this in a previous podcast where you found a bottle of rum and you had quite a bit of it and you were not feeling great the next day. Um, it was that <laughs> night, that no. night, where we were drinking that rum and we went to the top of the launch and looking up at the sky and there's no light pollution, the stars were incredible, and one of those satellite uh, trains came over. Do you remember that? Yeah, 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 it was crystal clear. Eh? It was awesome. It was amazing. But anyway, here's the website. It's called Satellite Map. Dot space. Yep. Satellite map dot space. I'll give you a minute to type that in. Go and have a look. And dot I'll, space. Yeah, I'll get you to type that in right now so we can yeah. c- capture your reaction to the current location of Starlink satellites. And you might be quite amazed to see how when the globe renders and shows you the location of the satellites, there's none over the North and South Poles. Bloody hell, yeah, there's one, two... Yeah, There's a few around, isn't there? But look how they're so concentrated around most of the globe, except for the poles. Yeah, yeah. That's weird, eh? How do you tell... How do they get them to do that? How do you tell satellites to do that? I was looking at this thinking, there's one guy, yeah. Elon Musk, who has paid for all of these satellites, and there's fucking thousands of them. And how much does each one cost? Yeah, I mean, he, he just does the ones that are in the lines, eh? Oh, well, the, the, the ones in the lines are the ones that are looking for their space. So all of these satellites that you're looking at now, used to they started off as those lines, and those lines eventually dissipate into what you're looking at right now. 
Is that just Starlink? That's just Starlink. Look in the top left of your screen. Is Starlink the highlighted one? Holy shit, that's just what he's put into space. That's just what one man has paid for. And those lines that you can see are the satellite trains. They're just looking for a space to go. Is that what they do? They fly along and then when they find a space, they pop out and... Well, they eventually they eventually separate, yeah. But if you look at it, though, at where they're, where they're positioned at the moment, they're all in a specific pattern. Do you see that? Yeah. So they eventually separate out... There's, there's groups of them that are still travelling in a straight line, except they're just so far apart now you can't tell where the lines are. Yeah. yeah they were worried, eh, that um, because of the Starlink system that he wants to set up like this, that it was going to cause massive amounts of, like, pollution around the planet because there's just so many of them. Mm. And it'd create a danger to um, future astronauts, eh, going out into space. So. But how could you put so many satellites up there when there are already so many satellites up there and so much the- junk... Is that those bloody rockets that he uses to shoot up and then they come back down, land again. back to Earth? Yeah. Now here's another. Is that thing. down the bottom? Is that is that how many there are? Three thousand, three thousand eight hundred, three hundred and fifty-three look like they must have re-entered. So oh. it's a burnt up because a little burnt up, some little burning symbol there. Oh well, you can see something I can't see. But anyway, down in the bottom corner. Why don't you zoom right into it and it tells you the height of each one? Really? Zoom right into the globe. It tells you how high each satellite is. Bloody hell, look at that. 577.8 kilometres, Starlink 5062. Starlink 4215 is 545.4 kilometres high. I'm looking at the one that's just coming over New Zealand now, Starlink. It's 560.1 kilometres, and it's number 1,480. I'm looking at that one too. That's just about passing the Coromandel, isn't it? It's just going over Thames like now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's 559.8 k's high. <laughs> We're looking at the same satellite from different parts of the country. <laughs> it must it must like go off sea level or must change altitude because it's changing altitude, look. I guess so, but go, but go zoom in on one of the trains and they're all very similar heights. Anyway, so that's it. Yes, um, satellite map dot space. That's mental, go. eh? That's just that's just like mental. Could spend <laughs> spend hours just watching that. But when when they say that Starlink's going to be the answer to getting internet and telephone re- or phone reception anywhere in the world, that I can believe it. The way that these are all set out at the moment. Oh, I know. That's just nuts. So Aliens spend. must come to our planet and take one look at it and go, what the fuck is all that floating around the outside of it? <laughs> yeah. so we can't enter this this planet because we just can't get past all the shit floating around it. find a space to get in. <laughs> hey, I had, to, uh, I had to ring one. I rang one, one, one the other day. We were talking about had we ever done this before and what you had to do a new one recently. I did a new one the other day because I was sitting at the car park. I was, I was in... Uh, in Hamilton at one of the Bunnings warehouses. I just happened to pull in the car park there and I was on my phone sending an email or doing something and I know that the car pulled in right next to me. It was a van load of um, not the highest members of society, if you know what I'm saying. Mm. And uh, they looked a bit dodgy. I was going to get out of my car, but I had my laptop and my iPad and stuff there and I thought, no, I'll just stay here for a minute and see what happens. And then another vehicle pulled in next to them and on just and I looked through there and I could see through the window of the vehicle and as he as he got out the other side, I noticed one of the guys pulled out a steel like had a steel bar in his hand. Oh, and uh, and then another guy got out the, the other side and he had a knife in his hand and was like waving the knife around and and they were yahooing and skiting with each other about stuff and they just looked dodgy as eh and they were sort of all talking about something and then they they all had weapons, you know, and then they got back in this vehicle and before they got a chance to drive away, I backed out and then drove past. So they took their license plates and then drove off. And I went down the road and pulled over on the side of the road. And I tried to ring 105, but they were really, really busy. So I actually rang 111 in the end and I just got the police. And I said, look, it's probably not, you know, it's not like a critical emergency, but I told them the situation, gave them the license plates and all that sort of thing. And so they said, oh, you know, thanks for ringing up. They said, um, you know, that sort of thing definitely needs to be followed up on if they're driving yeah. around with knives and weapons in the vehicle, you know. Yeah, well, that's it. Crimes so, that are happening on the 105 is after the fact, but, you know, you did the right thing. So, yeah, hopefully they uh, they said they were looking for them. They said straight away they had passed it all on and they were starting to look for them in the vehicle cameras, the traffic cameras. So, yeah. So they would, they would have eventually found them. 
I can tell you straight away uh, from having worked alongside the police through what I do now is that when information is given, the police um, are brought in. So if we're given an ambulance job where there is a reason to have police attached, what we can do is intercad it to the police. So the program that we use is called a CAD, for instance, Computer Aided Dispatch. And then what we can do is intercad it to police and bring them into our job. And as soon as they get given information, like a name or a car number plate, suddenly our screen just fills with information about the car owner and other bits and pieces. So it's yep. quite interesting to see that when you gave them the number plate, they'd have been able to just pull up all of that information straight away. So they would have known if the vehicle was wanted or if it was stolen or who owned it, you know. So yeah. giving that information was a fucking good move. So well done. Yeah, I thought I'd, as I drove off, I thought I'll just get their licence plates and I'll just, just, I'll just pass that on to the police and at least they can pull them over and, you know, and actually search the vehicles if they need to and yeah. see what's going on. And that's it, eh? You know, because the rate of crime, mate, around Hamilton, even in, in Thames and stuff, is just fucking absurd at the moment. Did you hear? Did you hear on the news about the the smash and grab in the Goldfield Gold, Mall? Yeah, I did actually. Five vehicles, eh? And they like went drove through one door and smashed up another shop, and then drove into the warehouse, and then drove out. They were in there for fifteen minutes or something, and no police showed up. That was unbelievable. There's no fucking police in the whole Coromandel Peninsula, isn't there? I know, but the police station's literally across the road from where the crime happened. Like, yeah. You can see the police station from where this crime happened. And they and know the that. fucking cops didn't show up. They know that too. Yeah, that's and this right. Is and they know the cops aren't going to fucking show up. A lot of these perpetrators are fucking 12 years old. That's the more worrying thing. Yeah, these guys, they you could see them on the CCTV. For, they weren't 12 years old. They were ah, big guys. Right. There was a heap of them. So it was all planned out because they all look like they were wearing the same clothes. So, Well, they must all shop at the warehouse. They certainly did that night with their car. <laughs> Fuck, that's crazy. So they'd actually driven into the mall? Yeah, yeah. They drove through the door closest to Pack and Save. Right. And that one by the pharmacy. Yep. Drove right round through the mall and then smashed into the vape shop in there, took all that, oh. and then backed out of there and the other car drove around while they were doing the vape shop. The other car drove around and went through the front doors of the warehouse Oh, shit. Into there, and they stole a heap of stuff out of there, and then they took off out the door, but they went out the door by McDonald's, so they went out through that front door. Oh, shit. I had no idea. Yeah, huge amount of damage. I didn't realise that. I thought they'd just smashed the doors down. I I didn't actually look any further into it. No, no, they freaking, yeah, did a huge... It's all on CCTV. You could probably look it up. You could probably Google it. It's probably on bloody YouTube Mm. somewhere. Bloody hell. Just no fear, is there? Nah, it's just but, the cops are gutless, eh? The cops are bloody powerless. Can you Ridiculous. put any? Can you put any blame on the cost of living crisis? I don't know. I think you can, but I think it's become a fad. You know, like because there's so much media coverage and that sort of thing. I think smashing grabs, and they know they're going to they sort of get away with it mm. a lot of the time. And I think they know that, and they and they sort of just play on it, you know, and use it. Yeah, and I suppose within their networks, they all egg each other on and be like, "Oh, I can do better than that fucker," you know. Yeah. Watch it's, um, it's only a matter of time though before someone gets badly injured or killed, you know, because they, they just drive they drive over fucking people or anything they get in the mm. way, you know, it's pretty bad. Jeez, man, it's it is becoming bad. Uh, like you say, it's a fad. Um, what do they call it? Copycats, right? Uh, One person yeah. does it, everyone else does. But anyway, yeah, yeah bloody hell, it's not not flash, not flash. And uh, so now they call one one one. So that was fun. Yeah, but then and they the girl get- on the end of the line. She sounded lovely. Uh, do you know what? I hand it to the police, to be fair, the um, the comms centre police um, or police comms workers because I one of my colleagues at the fire brigade actually works in the police comms centre, so I see him a lot at work because we're all sort of neighbouring officers and like we get abused and we're very busy, but the cops, 70, 80% of their calls are abuse. So for them to still be nice to you, I think it's a breath of fresh air for them because yeah, yeah, they well, don't often get like nice calls. Yeah. You know, being really nice to this nice-sounding lady on the end of the line. And so, yeah, it was good. <clears throat> it's probably like it's probably a nice change for it instead of getting abused. <laughs> yeah, well, that's it. And, you know, when, this is it. when we pick up a call, we know within a couple of seconds if it's going to be a nice call or a bad call. And when you get a nice, lovely lady, it's like, I'm so sorry to bother you. But my, 
but my but husband's half me leg off. Yeah, or my husband's having chest pains at the moment and he's not breathing very well. But I don't want to bother you guys. It's like, oh, I want to talk to you all night. Yep, I will help you straight away. <laughs> um, Talking about heart attacks, a good a good fellow friend of mine who's only probably in his boy well, must be fifty seven, fifty eight. Good guy I used to work with. Um, real nice guy. I was just talking to one of my old colleagues that from down to where I used to work today, and he said, "Oh, did you hear about such and such?" And I said, "Oh no, what happened?" He goes, "I oh, had a bloody heart attack last week." So he, he so was at work and he started getting clammy and he started having a bit of chest pain and he was like, "Oh, listen, he thought he had indigestion." And um, anyway, ignored it for a while, but then he went home that afternoon after work and he thought, "Shit, I don't feel too good." So he rung the help, you know, the the health line. And the health line straight away dispatched an ambulance to his house. And by the time the ambulance got there, he was in a hell of a hell of a state. They got him to hospital, and he was bloody lucky because he had a completely blocked artery in his heart. And um, they managed to put a stent in, and uh, they got him sorted out. But yeah, they reckon he was really lucky. Mm. So. We deal a lot with health line. What they do is they have paramedics and registered nurses that take your call. And what they do then is they put them through to us. And because they're a registered registered nurse or a paramedic, we have a different process for them where they can choose the priority that we send an ambulance for. So if oh, they yeah. ring us up and give us the symptoms and they say, yeah, we need a, a lights and sirens ambulance, that's what we will send them. So the Healthline system is very good because they speak to us directly and they know exactly what they want. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and, and I'll give you some advice now, actually, if um, – if you if you want some advice, don't ring one one one. Medical advice: don't ring one one one. Just actually ring Healthline because if they deem your medical condition to be worthy of an ambulance, they'll put you through to us. Oh, yeah. Whereas Is you're wasting your life? you're wasting your time if you ring one 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 for medical advice. Yeah, yeah, you don't say, "Oh, I'm not feeling too good." No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I want you to tell me um, if I take these particular pills, are they going to coincide with these other pills I take? And it's like, whoa, <laughs> this is above my pay grade. Um, <laughs> so we normally Can't just answer that, lady. Yeah, direct mm-hmm. them to Healthline. But anyway, there's some inside info for you. Talking about queue etiquette when you're at a cafe or a bakery, wherever it may be, a store, anywhere. My wife and I took the kids to um, a fantastic little place, which is almost like a farmyard zoo in Christchurch and it's called Willowbank yeah. and it was brilliant I really enjoyed it, it was really nice, we'd never been there before but it was really awesome, I mean they've got uh, ring-tailed lemurs they've got farm animals, they've got uh, eels, just just heaps capybaras oh, yeah. birds of all kinds, anyway great day out anyway at the end we said to the kids look we'll go get you some hot chips and we'll just have a sit down at the cafe afterwards and have something to eat, anyway so the queue was wasn't crazy long but there was a mum in front of us with a couple of kids, which you'd expect in a place like that, and I was in the queue on my own while Dana and the kids went and found a table. Anyway, got to the front of the she got to the front of the queue with her kids and started ordering what they wanted, and it turns out she was with a group of other mums and kids. And suddenly, when she's ordering her thing, her fucking friends come up then and start fucking giving her what they want. Oh, from the side. Yeah. That's a bloody and cunning I move. Thought, how fucking rude is that? I actually wanted to say something, and at this point Dana had come back to me, and I said to yeah. her, well, this fucking woman in front of me has started taking <laughs> orders from all her friends. She said, don't say anything. And I was like, I'm going <laughs> to. You've been told. It was lucky yeah. my wife had something. To- anyway, so two of her friends came up to her, and I'm, I'm right, she's right in front of me here, so I can hear what she's saying and what she's ordering, and her friends are just like, Oh yeah, I want this and and then her friend looks up at the menu and goes, Hmm, um, I think we'll take that and that. And so she had no idea what she wanted, but she wasted more time telling her friend what she wanted. And then another of her friend came up and ordered more shit for her and her kids. And I just thought, why didn't they join the fucking queue? Like Suddenly, everybody else. Yeah, and I wouldn't have had a problem with that knowing that they're in front of me. But because I had one person in front of me and thought I'm going to be next, no, suddenly I have to wait for three more fucking orders. Trust you know, me, mate, the world is full of people like that. Eh? Everyone else is more, is, you know, there's a lot of people in the world that basically think that they are the most important thing. Yeah. And, and it's the, you know, everyone else can bugger off. Yeah, so. it's like the I am yeah. the main character fucking motif, isn't it? Yeah. The Truman Show. Yeah. That's what it's like. 
which was ironically on TV the other week. But um, yeah, I watched it. <laughs> honestly, man, I was it was my wife that told me not to say anything to her. You know, I was gonna I was gonna be nice about it, but slightly pissed off with a slight pissed off tone, so they knew I was a bit pissed off about it. Yeah, but if you <laughs> if you want to order food at a bakery, don't just randomly walk up to your friend when they're at the front of the queue and then give them your order. Join the fucking mm. queue like everyone else. I must be overly nice or something to people, eh? Because I like I, I'm in a queue sometimes at a cafe, and I'll be getting a coffee or something, and I'll see someone there with an armload of stuff, and you know, and and I've only got to get. I'm, all, I'm just going to order a coffee or something. So I, you know, I usually just you know wave them through. Come on, hurry up, you know, get your stuff. And they've got kids with them or something. I'll wave and put them ahead of me, you know. And uh, I don't know. It's just etiquette, I guess. Yeah. If you're not and in this is a hurry. Etiquette's yeah. what it's about. I mean, I didn't I didn't appreciate what they did. But if I knew there was someone behind me, and I had like heaps of things, and there was someone behind me who didn't want as much stuff, mm. the supermarket especially, I'll just like, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, they're only going to be there for a short time. Yeah. Anyway, they had no etiquette, so fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> went out for a hike with my father-in-law. Uh, we went up Mount Herbert, which is nine hundred and fifteen meters above sea level. Yeah. And the hike up was fantastic. The view at the top, brilliant. And it was a, a nice day out. It took us uh, just short of six hours to get up and down. And on the way down, because uh, my father-in-law is oh, he's just over 70 now, and he's got one of those, yep. um, I can't remember what they're called now, but it's a type of metal walking stick that is like... Oh, tele- it's in the frame. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's fucking fit for his age, I tell you. I, I yep. had to keep up with him. But he's got a special walking stick, which just is telescopic, and it's one of those hiking sticks. Yeah, yeah. I had to borrow it from him on the way down. Um, <laughs> honestly, the, it, because oh, no. of this, the steepness of the hill and the fact that I wasn't quite used to hiking, I, my knees were absolutely screaming. Yeah. Um, it oh, was yeah. the impact of coming downhill on my knees. I Honestly, mate, I've never felt that pain. And for about two days afterwards, I couldn't walk very well. Um, and I actually ended up having to use his walking stick to get myself down the hill. And the worst, <laughs> the worst part was, is that the pain started when I knew I still had two and a half hours worth of downhill to go. <laughs> oh no! It was terrible. <laughs> there were parts where I found relief by crabbing my way down the hill by walking sideways, uh, turning around and walking backwards down the hill. Remember at the start of this podcast, we talked about getting older. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, but they're, yeah. they're just I, I think before I do something like that again next time I think I need to do some research on how to walk downhill properly or, because... or, or you need to do some preparation <sighs> preparation mate you need to go and do some walk if you know you're going to go for a hike go and do some walking like yeah. three months worth before you go <laughs> I know. but I just I couldn't believe it I just I've never felt pain like that before in my life. And just going to bed that night, I just couldn't support the weight of my own leg below the knee. That was yeah, fucking had, agony. I hurt my knee. I hurt my left knee probably must have been about three years, two or three years. Yeah, about three years ago now. And um, I went doing some track clearing with a mate. A big bush walk way out in the bush. Took out carrying backpacks and chainsaws and stuff. So it was all pretty heavy. And we were probably it was probably a two hour walk in to where we were doing this bit of track clearing, eh? And once we got in there and did the work and I was okay, but then on the way out my knee started to play up and mate, I was the same. By the time we got back to the car, I was in fucking agony. Mm. I could hardly put any weight down on my knee. So it was about a couple months it just played up for ages after that. I went to the doctor and the doctor took an X ray of it and they reckon I've got um osteoarthritis forming in that knee uh, with a bone spur. Yeah. So but I've, I actually got my knee stronger. Once I, st- I actually did some exercise on it, got it stronger, and I went and saw contact care for it. And it actually started to come right, and it's actually been really good since. But I think the, the trick is to get them strong and keep them strong. Yeah, my wife's got to have some potential surgery done on her toe. She's had issues with it for a while now. And, is it the uh, numb toe? Is it the one that was going numb or something? Yeah, she was having problems with it, and um, she ha- also has osteoarthritis. She actually went to the surgeon today to get looked at, and the surgeon is ordering surgery. Um, oh. So they're going to have to shave some of the bone off. She- apparently, she's missing a bit of cartilage on one of her joints in her big toe, and they're going to have to. Bastard, is it? 
it doesn't hurt so much. I mean, there is a bit of pain there, but it doesn't. It just affects movement. All right. Um, for instance, when she's doing a plank or a press up, you know how yeah. how your toes are sort of bent under you when you're doing a press up or a plank. She she can't do that, uh, yeah. and it was started from an injury she sustained when we were in Thames. She hit her toe pretty hard on a piece of furniture at night, and um, I think she fell out of bed at one point as well and hurt herself, and it's just been <laughs> degenerative from there, but it, it's, it's turned into osteoarthritis now, so she's going to have some of the bones shaved and actually have a bit of a bone graft rather right. rather than um, a fusion. So, yeah. yeah, so she feels your pain. She needs some contact care on her on her foot. Mm. Get the flinch locks out. We're just hoping that ACC will cover it, though. Otherwise, yeah, it's going to be a hopefully. long wait for some private care. But public, anyway, yeah, oh yeah, the public system. You mean? Yeah. Public health. Public health system is rooted in that, really. Yeah, it is, mate. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, hurting my knees going for a walk the other week is nothing compared to. Osteoarthritis. No, but, uh, I think I've got a bit in my hand, eh? My my pointy finger on my right hand here. There's a lump, but no, you might be able to see it with the camera. Um, here's a good way to see it. Oh, there, see that lump? Oh yeah. It's um, it's been coming up for the last probably year or so. Been getting bigger, and I whacked it the other day, eh? When I was doing something, and freaking hell, man, it nearly sent me through the roof. <laughs> Hurt like a bastard, eh? You might, you might want to get that looked at because that's your beer holding hand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I can't hold a beer properly if it's if it gets too sore. Maybe it's just old age. It's been too hard on my body over the years and broken too many things. Well, <laughs> as we said at the start of the podcast, you are forty three now. I know. Where did the years go, mate? I didn't even remember my thirties. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> well, to think about it, uh, we were both just past our mid thirties when we met. Yeah. Shit, yeah. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun, eh? Oh, doesn't it just? Now, we'll do the dad joke off shortly, but I've got one more thing that I, I, I really think I should just give a quick mention on the old podcast here because I know that some of my colleagues from the Fire Brigade do listen to this, and I just want to do a massive shout-out to our senior station officer, Kyle Steens, who is uh, marking 25 years of service this Saturday. We're doing a big a, uh, a big party. And a uh, big official ceremony for 25 years with the service. And apparently 5% of members of Foreign Emergency New Zealand make it to that milestone. So that's quite amazing, really. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, mate, and I'm I'm just going in the new end of it. I um, I didn't tell you. I forgot that I was going to mention it. I, um, I've joined the Coast Guard. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, the local Coast Guard here were sort of, they were doing a recruitment thing and I got a mate who's in it, or a couple of mates who are in it. And they said oh, I'd probably suit it quite well, you know, with my experience around yeah. water and boats nice. and stuff like that. So I thought, stuff it. So I went to their meeting the other night and had a yarn with them all and met some of the members. And um, so I've sort of signed up and I've got to start start doing a bit of training. Um, I was actually going to do my first medical course in the next few weeks, but it's the same weekend that me and my missus are going down to Nelson for a weekend. So I'll, I'll get on the next one. The next course. Oh, mate, I'm stoked for you because th- that that kind of stuff is up there with volunteer firefighting. It's just rewarding as fuck and you get to help people that are in shit. And yeah. the other bonus is for you, actually, where you live, you're not too far away from the from the, the from the place where they locate the boat. The no, it's only like probably not even a kilometre from my house, really. Yeah, you year, might, probably a kilometre. You might be yeah. one of the first there on a call-out. But the, yeah, yeah. I think the difference is with call-outs for a Coast Guard is that every single one of your call-outs are like three or four hours plus long. Yeah, yeah, because you've got to go right up the coast and launch the boat and go out yeah. searching. We, we brought They brought some new... Um, some new toys along to the the meeting they had and they've brought these like it's like ten thousand dollars worth of these heat sensing and um night vision bloody oh, brilliant. binoculars yeah they were unbelievable man like we we're looking at the hill the up, up the back of thames pitch black you couldn't see the hill at all put these things on it's like freaking daytime and you could see everything I've, I've experienced a similar thing with the westpac rescue helicopter pilots yeah, we had a. We actually went to the Thames airfield to drop a patient off, so the helicopter could pick them up. And the, at the time, the pilot let us all have a look through his night vision goggles, and we were looking over the Firth of Thames towards Miranda, and you could just see those mountains like it was daytime. Yeah, they were amazing, eh? Immense, wicked technology. 
I'm stoked for you, mate. That's that's fucking awesome because you know not only is it going to utilise your experience as it is anyway, you know your boating experience, but it's just going to be extremely rewarding to just get that call out of nowhere and just pop out and go and help someone who's having a bit of a shit time. It's it's, it's awesome. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's yes, awesome. I'm looking forward to getting into the training side of it now. Um, I've got to, there's certain courses you've got to do before you're even allowed on the boat. So. Yeah. Yep. You've got to do like orientation with the boat and you've got to do uh, basic medical stuff and then oh, there's a couple of other things you've got to do. Yep. So you don't and then you can you don't just know how to drive a boat, you know, you need, you need to know a bit more than that. Yeah, so to be the actual like master of the vessel or the captain, you actually uh, you need to have so many years um, as a volunteer under your belt and then you've got to do a, like a um, skipper's ticket and like a master's ticket or something. And and then you can then you're allowed to drive the boat. So it'd be years before I'd be even allowed near it. So well, you'll be you'll be doing that with um, one of my old mates from the Thames Volunteer Fire Brigade, Shane Bromley. He does that. Yeah, he was at the. He was actually. Oh, he's actually away at the moment. Sorry, I think he's on holiday somewhere. But uh, yeah, there was a few guys down there that I knew. So yeah, yeah. When you a lot see- of grey hair, so getting some new younger recruits <laughs> in would actually be good for them, I think, because there's a lot of grey hair down there, a lot of old fellas. Oh, you so see, you're just adding a bit of grey hair to it? Or- yeah, mine's not quite as grey as theirs. No, well, there's let's, the let's look at it this way. You, you're one of the young fellas, but yeah, yeah. You, you have a couple yep. of greys. <laughs> yep. We all do. Uh, yep. But no, that aside, next time you see Shane Bromley, just give him a wee tickle for me, will you? Yeah, we'll do. Yep. <laughs> All right, time for a dad joke off. What do you reckon? We could do that. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Whatever goes this week. Whatever goes, we'll just get some. We'll just do some. Shall I just crank one into it? Yeah, fucking oath. Go for it. Just, just crank one out. <laughs> <laughs> just turn your camera off if you're going to do that. <laughs> Uh, three years ago, my doctor told me I was going deaf. I haven't heard from him since. <laughs> I was walking on the beach and I stepped on something rusty from an old video game. Now I've got to go get my Tetris shot. <laughs> <clears throat> I was at the bank today and an old lady asked me to check her balance for her, so I pushed her over. <laughs> Hey, Oren, do you want to hear a joke about a ghost? Yep. That's the spirit. Uh, <laughs> it worked. What is the worst thing you can do to a blind person in the bathroom? I've no idea. Leave the plunger in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Oh. <laughs> uh. Air in the hands, mother stickers. This is a fuck up. (laughs) 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 Oh, Oh, these are getting worse every time we do them. I was at work the other day and my boss told me to have a good day. So I went home. (laughs) (laughs) Why do ducks have feathers on their bum? To cover up their butt quack. (laughs) I know a lot of jokes about unemployed people but none of them work (laughs) (laughs) my wife accused me of being a cross dresser so I packed her clothes and left (laughs) (laughs) oh Oh, no (laughs) (laughs) oh I got a really sore face from that one yeah. Oh. Dad jokes are bad jokes, but actually they're good jokes because we're dads. Oh, we had a funny moment the other night, eh? Because you know, my Chloe's my daughter. She's getting she's sort of twelve now. She's nearly thirteen, and she's getting she's getting to that age where she understands jokes really well. Mm. And um, we were sitting around down the road, we're all playing five crowns game of cards. I think I told her a bit of a oh, you know a bit of a dad joke type thing, and, and we were starting to laugh about something there. And then she got the giggles, and she started to laugh. And Erin started to laugh, and she gets the giggles really badly and starts crying when she gets them. So she got that, the yeah. giggles, and then Chloe got the giggles really, really bad, and she sounded she sounds just like her mother. Right? It was hilarious. Oh, really? 
was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I've seen your wife lose control. Um, yeah. Uh, when we were playing um, cards against humanity. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> we could almost play a game of cards against humanity on the podcast, couldn't we? We could. <laughs> could do that. Oh. oh dear. Just thinking of some of the things we can come up with on that. All right, mate. Well, Zoom is about to boot us off again, which is really nice of them. Uh, rather than a 10-minute stand-down to say our goodbyes, we should probably wrap it up now. <laughs> yeah, mate. I'm good. We'll I'm wrap not, it up. I'm not going to pay 50% off just to get a fucking no-stand-down type set up on Zoom. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no mate. No worries, well, mate. Thanks for accommodating a much later podcast. It's now 9.13 at night. The podcast goes live in 10 hours, so it's time to edit. <laughs> 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 oh, not all good. Good catch you up. Got, where's your? Where's your? You usually have an end of podcast. I'll leave you with this thought for the day. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not very consistent with that, to be honest. But do you want me to find one just for shits and giggles? You could stick one in there afterwards if you like. Well, I need your reaction. Yeah, or should I just do one and then just copy and paste a laugh from you under it? Yeah, do that. All right, I'll do that. So this laugh you're about to hear from Oren is actually from a different episode altogether. (laughs) (laughs) All right, mate, all the best, and I'll leave you with this thought for the day with a fake laugh from Oren. So while we've been on the subject of boats, we know that boats float on water, and here's a water-related thought for the day. A cup of water is just a domesticated puddle. (laughs) 